Hello. In this podcast, I sit down with friends I have met through the LGBTQIA plus family. We discuss anything from personal stories, LGBT history, and much, much more. I'm Todd Gilby, and this is Our Story. Hello, welcome back to Our Story. How are you feeling? I hope you are well. In today's episode, I talked to Elliot Coleman. Elliot initially reached out to me with wanting to share his story of how trans life can be from his experience. From his first ideas about his gender, surgery, and how to approach and respect trans people. I am extremely grateful to him for reaching out to me and wanting to share his story with me and all of you. We get straight into talking and I think you can tell from the chat that Elliot is extremely chill and very laid back. He was so easy to talk to and so open with sharing his story with me. So take a moment, join me, have a listen and enjoy. Um, hi. Hi. <laughs> How How's your day been? Have you been working today? Yeah, I have. It's it... been pretty much dead, not going to lie. <laughs> so you work as a car mechanic, right? As a, yeah, as a, I do, yeah. A luxury car mechanic, or what did you call it? Uh, a vehicle technician, which okay. is a posh way of saying mechanic. <laughs> so, Elliot, is that your... That's what do you prefer to call? Because I know you as sort of Elliot Felix as well. Yeah, it's just Elliot will be fine. Yeah, cool. Nice. Thank you for sort of, you messaged me initially to say that you wanted to come on and have a chat with me. Yeah. To share like your experience, I guess. Yeah. And get, I suppose it's like getting from a trans person's perspective. Obviously Mm. you might know other people, but in case you didn't, I thought... (laughs) Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I know a couple, but not not many that I'm super close to or just haven't been in contact with for a long time. So I fully appreciate that you were um, you were just willing to sort of come forward. So I love that. That's amazing. Let's just sort of start off, I guess, with well, let's just start off how how have things been for you in lockdown. Have you survived? Uh, just about. <laughs> yeah. My sanity's just intact. <laughs> but yeah, it's been pretty boring. Not going to lie, but I think that's for most people. Yeah, yeah. It has its ups and downs, doesn't it? Yeah. Did you manage to work sort of most most of that time during it or were you furloughed? Um, I've sort of been on and off. So I was furloughed in the beginning, uh, came back after about six months. I was in back at work for a month and they furloughed me again so swings and roundabouts Mm. really (laughs) yeah isn't it isn't it just so i just wanted to ask you as well what are your gender what's your sort of gender identity or preferred pronouns um well i prefer he and him i know that may differ but yeah when when did you start when did you decide that it was when i was 18 and decided yep this is what i'm doing yeah. Uh, this is who I am. And yeah, it's stuck ever since. And were people quite quick to sort of follow on with that? Or were uh, they, yeah, was definitely. it a little bit difficult? Because I know um, other people that I've known who would still get called by sort of like their old gender. And it's it's very annoying when someone just doesn't sort of take the time to take a moment to remember, actually, no, they are she now or he now. Yeah, I mean, um, like, it was mainly with family, but um, obviously I know what they're like. And I knew that whenever they did mess up, it wasn't like to be horrible or malicious about Mm. it. It was because, and I completely understand it, for 18 years they've called me one thing and they now have to change it. It's like trying to break a habit. Mm. But as time has gone on, it's become less and less and yeah very I've, well I haven't had 
that happening. I don't know how long. Yeah, Been, nice. Yeah. So when you were younger. Yeah. Um, because obviously, so obviously now you're. I'm 23 now. Okay. And then, like, where are you in your transition? How else do I? How else do I say that? <laughs> no, that's pretty much the right way of saying it. I'd say that I'm about halfway through. Okay. I think, which is pretty impressive considering I really only came out about five years ago. Okay. So, like, growing up, I like I was never into anything girly anything remotely girly it was a no from me pretty much like my mum is quite happy to tell people about the time she had to bribe me uh to go to my own grandma's funeral <laughs> in a dress and tights because i point blank refused to how much... at the age of about four or five okay how... so how did that go in the end <laughs> uh yeah i went but i managed to get uh i think it was like two days of swimming so Okay. At age of four, that's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, already fighting for what you wanted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what was your name? Going back to names, what was your name sort of growing up? Oh, I absolutely hate it with a passion, but it was Eleanor. Eleanor. Yeah. Eleanor's, Eleanor's not here anymore. No, no, <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> it's so, it's, it, yeah, it's young, isn't it? It's like four. Is that when you... Yeah, obviously you said you weren't into wearing a dress. You just didn't want that to happen. Yeah, I was like, obviously I preferred playing with like cars getting like muddy if we went outside and like it was always for me boys clothes. And my mum just presumed like, oh, just just a tomboy. Right. It's it's fine. But it was like as I got older, it never really, I never grew out of it really. I mean, like, there's the whole thing of being in, like, secondary school where you try and fit in, but obviously it was still very uncomfortable, if that makes sense, like, trying to be girly and trying to, like, you know, do what everyone else was doing. Is that an ice cream van or something? Uh, yeah, it is. Amazing. <laughs> perfect timing, clearly. <laughs> I know, right? You just had your own little jingle going on there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that must be so hard to when you're that young at school and already boys and girls are difficult as they are and then you're yeah. not feeling like you're in your own skin but then you have to try and fit in otherwise you then get you're going to get pointed at and looked at oh yeah and who knows it's what. like you sort of get stuck in the middle of nowhere because mm. you're too boyish to be with the girls but then no the guys want to know you either because you're a girl yeah if that makes sense yeah 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 so you you made it through primary school and yeah secondary school how how what was where were you sort of in your journey with it at that point um i obviously it was in my mind constantly however i didn't really mention anything until i actually like left i mean cuz obviously i was a bit confused with who i was i guess because i I didn't understand that it was a thing, I guess. So late secondary school, I'd say, I obviously I knew I liked girls, so I presumed I was just a very, like, butch lesbian, I guess. Okay. But, um, yeah, it wasn't until actually I left secondary school and it was I could be more of who I wanted to be. I think just before my 18th birthday, I actually came out as trans and i think it was about two to three years later i actually had my first appointment so there was quite a gap between there what did your mum think at first with that because i know you said about when we had a brief chat before you said about being a lesbian she was just she was cool with that i think you said and then when Uh, you said about trans oh she was more cool with trans than she was about lesbian yeah because when I like first mentioned like, hey mum, I like girls, she um wasn't she wasn't best impressed, I think, is the best way of putting it. Like I think it was probably the first initial shock of it, I suppose. Cause she's my parents are quite old school to most people's parents. Sure. Because I have like an older generation of 
parents, but um, she did very quickly just come round to it. Like once I actually had my first girlfriend, she was obviously after that very accepting of it and you know, very like loving towards me because me and my mum are really close. And then when I actually came out as trans, it was like I was I was waiting for the to get both barrels of it because it happened the first time, mm. and she just it was silence and it was actually that makes a lot of sense, and I think obviously by then she was already more open-minded and it was sort of piecing things together of how I was growing up, I suppose. Mm. Yeah, I guess things, she then was like, ah, like this falls into place there. Like I see why that was like this and why you didn't yeah. want to wear a dress at the funeral. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it answered a lot of questions for, well, both my mum and my dad and that, well, they've pretty much been really supportive ever since. And that's amazing because it isn't always the case. So I love that no. that, that has been that way for you. Uh, yeah. Um, I, mean, I know for a lot of people that's definitely not the case, unfortunately. What does trans mean for you? So what does being trans mean for you? Would you always like to be seen as a trans man or would you rather drop the trans name and have it be, I'm just a guy? Because I know some trans people would like to sort of not even have to mention it as well yeah. um it's funny because i'm very much in two minds about it because um in one instance i just want to you know i can go into anywhere and just say hi i'm elliot and that's the end of it and there's like you know no i want i don't know the right word for it like there's no there hey, he used to be a woman. No, of course. It, And just be Elliot and that's it. However, like, I also want to be quite open about it because I want, like, people to know that it's not something to be ashamed of. Yeah, yeah. And it is perfectly normal. However, that is very hard to do if you're not open about it yourself. Yes, yes. I think until we're at that point where it is so normal, then it's it's nice to share it and it's not it doesn't mean you want to hide it because it's a shame thing yeah but it's I like think... yeah like not having a need for it to be so labeled like everything is these days isn't it yeah it's it seems to be a label for everything and if it's not labeled as normal there's going to be a backlash one way or another from somebody well yeah if... people seem to love to if I need to know what you are so I can put you in a box neatly in my mind. And if I don't know, I'm going to be confused. I'm going to be worried. And they just, you feel like you almost have to then comfort them into. Yeah. Making them feel they know where they stand. Don't you? Yeah. It's definitely the case. Do you think though, like, yeah, it's definitely something to, it's just to celebrate in a way, isn't it? Like it is who I am. It's part of who I am. It is. It, I think it should be, really be celebrated a bit more because it's mm. someone being comfortable enough to tell well everyone really that yeah. this is who they are and no matter what people say it's not going to change that no. and it's someone being authentic to who they are and as being like as happy as they can be exactly i think i mentioned about the show disclosure on yeah. Netflix. I don't know if you've managed to get your hands onto that yet. No, I haven't, but it's definitely on my list. <laughs> so good. Like, I just find that trans people who get the chance to follow what they need to be them are such powerful and, like, authentic people because they have to fight against so much um, yeah. to be to be who they are. And like, I partly know what that feels like, how much of a struggle it is to be who you are. Um, and just to see their sort of light shine from for who they are when they know who they are and they're taking everything in their stride. It's, yeah, I think it's beautiful to, do that, yeah. to be able to do that. It, it, again, it's not just trans people. It could be anybody mm. who's been true to themselves. It is like a 
brilliant thing to watch. Yeah. It's anyone who's marginalized, basically. Anyone who's yeah. seen as different. With your work, um, so being a car mechanic, did you have any um, concerns about going into like a typically male dominated workplace? Not saying that women don't work in car mechanic yeah. places, of course. <laughs> But you know what I mean? <laughs> I know how I feel when I work, when I walk into a car, like garage, they're like, all right. And I'm like, hi, <laughs> I, I need something on my car. And I'm just like, shit. <laughs> um, I mean, it was definitely. Um, but it was quite weird, really, because obviously when I applied for the job, I went for my interview, um, pretty much sailed through that. And they offered me the job and I was like, I haven't actually told them yet. I was like, oh, crap. And it was... But then like, I guess I there's, to... that, there's that need that you don't need to. Yeah. But obviously, because I hadn't actually had um, any of my surgeries yet, right. and um, every now and then I have to have a one-to-one appointment. Okay. It's not, like, very often. However, it will take up pretty much a whole day. Um, I had to kind of explain that of like hey i am trans and this is what will happen eventually and she was like yep that's cool and as far as i'm aware my manager was the only person who knew okay okay. so thanks i think it stayed that way because no one's mentioned anything yeah yeah so yeah but um going into actually like the work environment itself i was a bit nervous because i have naturally quite a camp personality okay yeah and that doesn't necessarily fit in with a male dominated like environment yeah, however yeah. i just seem to have fit in <laughs> i don't know how i've managed it but i've That's great, fit though. in and yeah sort of slotted my way in and i've stayed there ever since what age did you um start Going to the doctors then? Um, it was when I was 18. I think I was, because um, I hadn't got a clue what to do about it. And obviously neither did my mum or my dad. So I think um, I think it was my sister-in-law actually um, said, oh, I know such and such. Maybe it's worth talking to them. And I did, and I got a load of advice on what to do, and turns out he's now my best friend. So, <laughs> and they and they were able to sort of guide you in what to do next. Yeah, pretty much, and I sort of took it from there, really. So let's talk about surgery then, and um, doctor's appointments. You mentioned that just a minute ago. Yeah. Um, which came first for you, and what? What is it then you had to go to? You said about missing at work. You'd have to dip out of work for a bit. Yeah. Because, so basically I have to go to a, what they call a GIC. So it's a gender identity clinic. Okay. And basically I have appointments discussing, well, being transgender to a professional, basically. Um, So... It's it's strange because you see it as a really daunting thing to go through. However, when you're actually there, it's one of the most laid back environments I think I've ever been in, in terms of having to see someone and talk about things personally. They make you feel quite like at ease and welcome. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think my first appointment, I was sat in the waiting room. And someone who worked there just randomly walked past, quickly turned back and went, are you going to Pride this year? I was like, um, really? maybe. And she was like, I better see you there. And just walked off. And it was oh, like, I love oh, it. right, okay. Oh, it's like a little gay haven. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Did you have to have, not, I don't know how to put it, like an in- interview, an interview into your <laughs> gender? <laughs> um. I suppose it's, well, I wouldn't say an interview because <laughs> it kind of is and it isn't because it is that relaxed. It doesn't feel like that. However, yeah. the first one that um, I had, it was basically like a, a get to know you. 
Okay, okay. Just so see sort they, of where you're at. Yeah, and they sort of get to know like where you are with your gender identity and your sexu- uh, sexuality, uh, but also like how you are day to day generally. Sure. Because I, I think um, that can also impact um, your transition as well, depending, I suppose, what certain lifestyle we like. Uh, smoking, for example, mm. like for surgeries, you do have to stop. So obviously... Because that can affect that can healing, a... I guess. Yeah. Um, and I can understand that might be a pain for some people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you smoke or no smoke? Uh, no, I've no. no smoke. Yeah, nice. <laughs> no smoke. All fire, <laughs> no smoke. Um, so was that hormones to start with? Uh, it was. Um, I do believe you can have surgery first. However, it's a bit of a harder process to obviously to get them to agree to you having mm. surgery if you haven't started the hormone side does that make sense yeah yeah but um yeah it is possible however it is a bit harder but for me i had my hormone treatment first i guess some people will be denied that as well um yeah they can be it all i think it partially well i say partially mostly depends on your mental health because um they do want people who are going to tra- uh, transition want to be in the best mental state that they can be. Um, obviously, that's very, it, it's a very weird way of looking at it because if someone's not happy in the body that they're in, how can you expect them to be happy enough to be able to transition if you see what i mean of course it sounds like it would just be a cycle because you're either depressed because you're not who you are and that the only way of changing that is starting this process yeah that's a very hard place to be in yeah um i think it's for the more severe side of the um mental health Mm. spectrum however yeah it is like it is there and i think it all depends on how they deem you mentally obviously sure i wonder if that can sometimes be dependent on who is talking to you but then they are obviously well trained for such for this work yeah because um i think that's why they do the whole get to know you thing because you might be unhappy but it might not be to do with um your trans journey specifically it could just be something that you're not happy with in your day-to-day mm-hmm. life so if they understand that more then they can make a more appropriate decision i suppose i guess also their concern is that some people will change their mind in yeah. transitioning yeah, because that can happen um, a lot because I, th- I think like most people, um, it can be a struggle of working out who you are because I, I, I know what, like in the beginning I flickered between several things because how I felt at the time, I, it, like, I fell into, I guess, a label and I presumed mm. that was me. However, it wasn't if that makes sense. Yeah. So, like, I knew I liked girls, so I was a lesbian. And then at one time, I thought I was um, gender fluid because I felt more... Because, yes, I wanted to be a boy. However, I still had my very feminine side some days. So I thought that's where I fell. However, um, I suppose, like, going on with my life, I sort of realised... No, I think that's just part of my personality, really, and not who I am specifically. Sure. So, yeah, it's still, I mean, it's like fluid in personality in a way. Yeah. Because, like, one day I could be sat at home playing games all day, and then the next I could be, like, screaming Broadway songs at the top of my lungs. (laughs) There's no in-between. 
Yeah, I can relate to that. It's um, <laughs> well, yeah, exactly the same thing. One minute doing whatever, singing something, or next minute smashing down a wall somewhere with a giant sledgehammer because it is a lot of fun as well. Oh, right. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. <laughs> if you know, if it's you know got to be done, and I'm not going to break my nails. <laughs> What, so how do you feel about people that, I guess, young children that are, are feeling like they're not in the right gender um, at such a young age uh, and then they decide they want to transition or take hormones at a very young age when the, I think the mind is still developing, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I was, want to mention like when I was in year four in primary school that I I wanted to be a girl um that would have been in like 1994 I think and I know right (laughs) (laughs) and if it was now I wonder how different that would be I was kind of either bullied a little bit about it for saying it in primary school or it was just like laughed off but you can imagine now today it would be like, yes, go for it. You can be whoever you want. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, part of me is like glad that didn't happen at the time because I'm, I'm happy with who I am now. I've got to express gender identity through drag for quite a few years. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. It felt like suddenly there was a boom of very young little people who are deciding to change and it's it's like wow it's very hard though isn't it where do you start where do you begin with that because if someone feels that way yeah um well if we're just going based on my opinion yeah definitely it's your it's your experience so yeah um as far as i'm aware um you aren't allowed to medically transition until you're 18 um however i don't know whether it's still in place now but um you were able to take uh, what's called hormone blockers so basically at a younger age you can stop your natural hormones coming through to help when you do actually start your hormone treatment Personally, I don't agree with it. You don't agree just, with? Um, like hormone blockers. Okay. Just because, like you say, you're still in a state like mentally developing. And yes. even as adults, we can be a bit confused about who we are, let alone being a child and being confused of who you are and um i know the point i was getting at and i've forgotten it <laughs> no yeah it's it, like you say we're we're still growing up we're still learning who we are and yeah. e- even into like my early 20s i I've, i was up and down doing whatever wherever um established as um, not like gender wise, I wasn't, I wasn't confused, but I just mean like my mind's still all over the place at that age. Yeah. You know? Um, it's because as well, um, with, they do tell you this very like candidly when you have your appointments of your understanding of the treatment you're having, because particularly with, um, well, all of it really surgery and your hormones it can be irreversible so they need to a hundred percent make sure that this is what you want because what would happen if you went through it and Mm. then you then change your mind but you can't do you can't go back no so i I, that's the perspective i get if like from a child's point of view Mm. however at the same time if that's how they feel I'm. I would not stop them wanting. No. Say if it's um, a girl who wants to be a boy, there's nothing wrong with cutting your hair short or wearing boys' clothes yeah. or doing whatever you want to do. There's no nothing stopping them, and if that's what's going to make them happy, then let them do it. 
I 100% agree. It's like when parents don't want, if I should say this online, it's when parents don't want their kids to cut their hair or in a certain way, like have it like a boy having it long or a girl having it short. And I almost want to be there when they're in the salon and be like, tell me what you want and we'll do it. <laughs> yep. Because you just see them like dying not to be what they're, what's being put onto them. And I'm just like, yes, come on, let's do this. Yeah. Oh, it's the little things, isn't it? Yeah. Because it could be like that little thing of just having their haircut and it could just mean the absolute world to them. Definitely. I, I've i mentioned this before to my brother. I, and I'm not saying any names, I, like, I have clients in sometimes in the salon and, you know, gender salons are still quite gendered. Men's cut, women's cut. And you don't know everybody's gender who walks through the salon, you know, if we're not presuming anything, assuming anything. And sometimes I do get some younger clients that come to the shop and they're introduced as the daughter and they sit in the chair and then they show me men's haircuts. And then somehow we kind of get onto the conversation and of like, so do you want it to be more sort of boy, more masculine? And they're like, yes. And then I ask like, so what What was your name again? What's, what would you prefer me to call it? Tell me their name. And you just get to talk about, and they're quite young, but they still mention like, this is the gender I actually feel more comfortable in. And this is the name I prefer. And as soon as you ask these questions in just a very open way but fully respectful their faces just light up and they sort of ease up and sit in the chair like they've been seen they're gonna get what they want and they feel like themselves and you just see it like unfold in front of you yeah that's amazing yeah it is if we go back to surgery yeah how important was that for you to happen uh for me it was very important because I I was one of the, it might be stereotypical, but look in the mirror and just being so uncomfortable with what I did see. And it was, it would like get me down on it. It began to be a daily basis of, you know, I'm not happy with this. And I think it was when I actually had my date for surgery and leading up to it, the more and more I wanted it. And it was like, this is actually going to happen sort of thing yeah were you you excited nervous it was weird because it kind of felt like it wasn't happening Mm -hmm. and it didn't actually hit me until I woke up afterwards and I was like ah they're not there anymore yeah wow (laughs) yeah it was it was definitely interesting in terms of how I felt about it Mm. because it was something I wanted however I was still very nervous about it at the same time. Sure. It's such a it's such a, a physical change to your body, isn't it? And then I guess even soon after, I was gonna say like after it's recover you've had recovery and scars have healed up better. But I guess even soon after surgery you'd look in the mirror again and just how was that? Did that feel did you suddenly then feel like, oh my god? Hi. Yeah. <laughs> It was, it was weird because it was looking at it and it was the first time in a very long time where I'd looked at myself and gone, yes. <laughs> there I <laughs> like, am. That is it, yeah. That's so it was, nice. Yeah, you have like a picture in your head of how you want to look, but then to see it physically on you, yeah, it's where well, it can literally just take your breath away because you're like, hell yeah yeah <laughs> fuck yeah oh my god I know it's not the same but like um I know it's different but when I first did some really stunning hip pads <laughs> in drag like for me like it's a whole thing what used to be such a thing first time I did that I was in Brisbane and I looked in the mirror and I literally went <gasps> I just had this little gasp because it just changed the, my shape of my body it was it was quite strange how how amazing that felt for it to do that yeah. I know it's completely different, but yeah, it can feel 
feel amazing, right? <laughs> yeah. Do you get any awkward, oh, like stupid questions from people about surgery? I don't. Yeah. How do I? How do I ask that? Mm. Um. How I guess. How do you feel about people asking about surgery? Because I know I'm going to refer back to disclosure, where these trans women are often asked extremely crude questions. Yeah. And it doesn't even it doesn't even need to happen, and it's it's almost not up for discussion in a way, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I think, especially now, people have, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say against is the right word, but they're not, they're quick to bash trans people because they don't understand it themselves. So if someone asks me a question about being trans, I'm more than happy to tell that, like, answer their question and educate them on it. Yeah. If it's going to help them understand it. Um, however, there is definitely a way of how you ask. A hundred percent. Like, for example, you could say, how far are you in your transition? Which sure. is not rude. It's a sensible question. However, if someone says, like, what have you got? Like, what's down there? Nah, it's yeah. in terms of the same question. However, it has the rude tone to it. Definitely. So I've just like, been like, get it, out. Get out if you want to say that to me like that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But again, I think that's because people don't understand and they try and use humour to get past an awkward question. Yes. Yeah. So I'd rather sit with someone sensibly and say, like, answer their question and say, just for future reference, that's not the best way of asking it because it can offend quite a few people. Yeah, I agree with that. Even because people do... These almost like I know these I know trans is not new. Yeah. But the way that we are talking about it more and more, which is fantastic, it's still not something that a lot of people commonly talk about. So I think that's why it is a little bit awkward. It's a little bit fumbly when we're asking these questions. Yeah. Um, but it's as long as you're around the right people and you try and ask it in the best way, um, then it's okay to almost get it get it wrong a bit, like rather than not saying anything about it, but then you have to listen about how yeah. how it can, how it can be done better. Yeah, and I think also you can you can sort of tell when there's malice behind it. So Definitely. if someone asks it and it comes across as rude but you can tell that they don't mean it it's probably i i just think it's easier to like inform them of just so you know that's not the best way of asking it 100%. because people can't because again it's like the they're educating them on it so you know they're not going to offend the next person they ask if they want to ask a question yeah and there's plenty of googling that people can do before they decide to sort of broach the subject right oh yeah definitely tons of googling um not every trans person decides to sort of transition fully it's and again it's kind of i guess it's down to the individual and what they feel isn't it yeah absolutely i think it's um yeah, some people just don't feel comfortable going, okay, probably not the first way, but going whole hog. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because yeah, th- um, with the gender identity clinics, they do see people as well who are non-binary. So yeah. okay, if you're a person who is non-binary and you, you don't want um, like breasts, for example, you can have them removed. However, okay. you don't imagine yourself you know having lower surgery yeah yeah so you know they will help people in that way as well yeah yeah that's great i think that's um it's because it's come up in conversation before where like what it means to transition and it is so dependent on what that person feels yeah right yeah i mean 
to me, transitioning is just you becoming comfortable in yourself, mm. I suppose, and becoming who you want to be, not what other people want you to be. Yeah. So friends and family, they've all been pretty amazing, right? Yeah, pretty much. I have, yeah, I've not really experienced any bad response, I suppose. I mean, don't get me wrong, I've had my fair share, but they're not people who I would class as friends, sure. I guess. Was that, is that just either acquaintances you've had or just complete strangers? Um, or partners, ex-partners, really? if you okay. get what I mean. <laughs> okay, yeah, sure. But again, I don't think it's a, they have a problem with the being trans itself. It's just, I think, the a very quick way to throw an insult to somebody if that makes sense. So yeah. they just go, right, what's going to piss them off the most? I'll go with that, shall I? I guess, and probably some people either get funny or rude, whatever, because they, again, just don't have an understanding. Yeah. Which doesn't excuse them. <laughs> no, it doesn't. But again, that's that's the whole reason like I want to sort of educate people on it so they can, you know, start to understand it more. I think it's great that you have that mind of wanting to educate people. Because um, I know some people just want to, don't, don't feel the need to share it at all, but everyone's experience with it can be so different, similar, but so different and worth worth noting worth sharing yeah because it's getting um different people's views on it mm. because for example if you have um trans people just saying like going into great depth of how they've had such a hard struggle it might unfortunately like have the effect on people of oh well if it's going to be that much trouble i won't bother however they need to see i suppose the lighter side of it as well definitely positive of like yeah of like there is hope at the end of the tunnel <laughs> mm, yeah 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 definitely let's talk about stigmas and misconceptions i suppose again i don't think it's necessarily directed just particularly at trans people but when um I suppose they assume that we'll just like, you know, the term snowflakes of you'll get easily offended. But again, that comes from the lack of understanding how you ask about it. And people will get defensive because they automatically think that people aren't going to agree with it and tell you why it's wrong and why you shouldn't do it. Again, there's like the whole, once you tell people that you are trans, they look at you and go oh so you used to be a woman and then just see you as that and they no longer see you as for example like me they won't see me as a male anymore they just remember oh yeah you used to be a woman and that's all they get caught up on yeah I hear that quite a bit um and I'm sure at one point I was thinking that way myself but the more I've educated myself into trans life it's so not like that anymore. Yeah. Um, it's like you hear, oh, so like when they were female, da 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 da. And it's like, no, no, they were always male, but they were shoved in to this box of being a female. Yeah. And yeah, they've always been this way, but they've just yeah. been having to like burst through this shell that's been put onto them. Yeah, I think there's so many stigmas with it that do need, well, breaking down, really. Yeah, I think mainly that's going to happen by people taking taking some of their, their precious time and, yeah. and getting educated on it, really, isn't it? Yeah. And I, I completely understand that people, most people won't do that or mm. want to do that, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. However, even if it takes, like, five people to even just start to 
think a different way, Definitely. it might encourage more people. Yeah. It's I, sort of like a domino effect. Yeah, 100%. That's what I've loved about doing this podcast so far. Like, because I then I then get into researching these topics, it all then makes it all a lot more real for me. It's not just something that's out there in the world and other people are dealing with it. I yeah. am now part of it and I'm, I want to share it and educate people. It doesn't mean that I'm going to come down on people like a ton of bricks. I'm just happily, happily, happy to be there and go, no, no, it actually has to be like this or this is like this. And you need to, you know, come on guys, like get on board yeah. in a totally like, it's okay. Come in here, listen to this, get with it. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I think like, especially nowadays, people are very stuck in one person's right, one person's wrong. No one seems to be open anymore about two people being right. They just have a different perspective on it. Yeah. And I think that's what we need to start doing more of. Yeah. People are so broad. It's such a spectrum of different personalities and sort of gender, gender feels, gender flows, everything. There's so much which can, can seem daunting at first if you don't look into it, but actually like, it's not going to hurt you, honey. It's nothing to do with you. You're part of it kind of. So like, it's just, there's room for everyone. Yeah, absolutely. What would you say to someone who is in a similar position to you? Um, Or maybe what would you have liked to have been said to you when you were thinking about it? Don't panic. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Again, like the, don't rush to put a label on yourself. Mm. and just well even better don't put a label on yourself just be you yeah because i think that's the best thing that anyone can really do because everyone is different no one's going to fall into one category i don't think anymore no and instead of having 500 different labels it's better to just tell people to be you yeah 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 i agree with that i think labels have become such a thing haven't they yeah and it's almost like in a effort to try and not label ourselves we've kind of created more labels <laughs> yeah i know i know so where you're at now in your journey into transitioning yeah how comfortable do you feel as who you are i'm definitely like more comfortable than what i was say i don't know five years ago However, I know, like, I've had my, well, I've had hormone treatment and I've had my top surgery. However, like, as time is going on, I'm wanting my um, lower surgery more. Okay. So I'm pretty much just waiting for that now. And unfortunately, that's sort of grind to a halt because of COVID. Right. But hopefully now that things are starting to open up again, it should start flowing again soon. Nice. Okay, well... Thank you so much for coming on. It means so much that you have been so forward um, with me on here and open to me asking you questions, which, like I've said, is it's awkward and new for me because I never get to ask such questions like this. Um, and hopefully it's all come off sincere because that's how I yeah. wanted it to be anyway. Yes, yeah, no problem at all, any time. Thank you. Um, and then, yeah, maybe I'll have you on here again sometime. Yeah. <laughs> Go for it. Nice. Sweet. All right. I will speak to you soon, Elliot. All right. I'll see you later. Thank you for your time. No, thank you. Cheers. Bye. Cheers. Bye. Okay. Thank you for listening. I really enjoyed doing this episode. It's such an important... Trans- Trans topics are so important right now and ever-present in the news as well. There's a lot about trans people being murdered or mistreated and it's something that needs to be worked on and constantly worked on until trans rights 
become as equal as anybody else. I know these are really big subjects that I'm still learning about every every day, every week. Um, we can we can all do our bit to support the trans community as well. Just being an ally, doing our own research, standing up for people that you know who are who are trans or and if you don't know but you might see someone being abusive to someone because they think they know something about someone they see on the street just standing up for them and supporting them whoever they might be is something is better than doing nothing in such a situation as awkward and uncomfortable as these subjects may be as trans as getting to know the trans world might be for people who have no idea what it's like to be trans or non-binary or you've never known how to ask such questions, I think it's important that this happens to get uncomfortable. In doing so, we can learn how to grow and have empathy to those around us that are different from the society, from the societal norms that we can always get so caught up in. I mentioned the show Disclosure a few times during the episode, which has the, as an executive producer, is Laverne Cox. She is a transgender woman, an American actress, and an advocate of the LGBTQ plus community. Many of you will know her, or maybe you'll know her from the show Orange is the New Black. That show actually led to her becoming one of the first transgender persons to be nominated for a Primetime Emmy Award in any acting category. Disclosure is a look at Hollywood's depiction of transgender people and the impact of this on American culture. I highly recommend it for everyone. Again, massive thank you to Elliot and all of you that listen in. See you again soon. Do some research and take care. You can follow Our Story on Spotify. Just search Our Story followed by Todd and that's with two Ds. If you're on Instagram, find the account Our Story Cast. In the bio, there is a link which will take you directly to the podcast. <laughs>